Hey, Tyler Shields here, pastor of Rock House Baptist Church. I want to personally thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We pray that the message inspires you, encourages you, and challenges you to be the person that God desires you to be. Be sure to check us out online at rockhousebaptist.org where you can find out more about how to connect, grow, and go. And now, today's message. Today we're on one of the A's. I don't know which A. I think the M's next. So let me change. We're toward the end of this. Um, and today is aware of the lostness. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I had a little spiritual uh, breakdown or meltdown. I was feeling uh, so unworthy when I kept hearing the lyrics to this song. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. How many of you all have ever felt just pure helpless at times and you can't do much, you know? But the battle belongs to you, Lord. And I just, when, I, when that hit me, I kind of just lost it. I'm not going to lie. I sat down because I thought I was going to pass out with the Holy Spirit. It wouldn't have a disrespect to anybody. I just uh, wanted to make that clear. But our verses, our key verses for this series is from Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put you on the spot like Pastor Tyler who has it remembered? Because guess what? Tom and Tyler's not here. So hopefully you're like me and you probably don't have it remembered word for word. But here's what it says. Verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Amen. Because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. First the Jew and also to the Greek. That's us. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Brother, that means from the beginning to the end. Just as it is written, the righteousness will live by faith. That's hard sometimes. It's hard not knowing what's right around the corner. But it, we're called to live by faith. And I'm going to do a little bit different this morning. Before I get into any scripture uh, other than our theme verses, I'm going to go to our first point this morning. And our first point this morning is, do you hear the call? Remember, our title is Aware of the Lostness. Now, how many in here has been lost before? You were born that way, brother and sister. <laughs> you were lost. <laughs> yeah. Nothing we can do about it. We were brought into this world that way. We need a Savior. So do you hear the call? How many of you know that there's other people out there that are still lost? I do, I know, I, I, I had some scheduled to be here this morning for whatever reason, they're not here. But here's some stats from the Church Strengthening Ministries. This is reality, and this is just for Eastern Kentucky. Over 800,000 people live in Eastern Kentucky. Nine out of ten don't worship. That means they're not in service this morning somewhere in Eastern Kentucky. Nine out of ten people. Two out of three of those people are lost. They don't have a Savior. 93% plus of Central Appalachians are unchurched. They have no fellowship amongst another Christian. Think about how lost that feels, not being able to come together with people who love Christ. 90% of church members, and I hate to say this, never share their witness of faith. That's us. 90% of us, according to these stats, never are out in the public t 
telling other people about Jesus. Maybe saying, hey, how are you doing? Have a good day. But we may have missed that opportunity to say, you know what? God loves you. So if you have your Bibles, today I want you to, or your tablets or whatever, I want you to turn to Acts chapter 16. We're going to be coming out of the verses 6 through 10. I'm going to recap verse 1 through 5 for you. But I want you to go through the theme or the thought today, am I aware of the lostness around us? Am I aware of the lostness around us? So verses 1 through 5, here's what happens. Paul selects Timothy as his partner in ministry. They go together daily, daily traveling through the towns, delivering the decisions that were reached by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem for the people to observe. So right away we see Paul and Timothy doing the one thing that we're trying to really do here at Rock House now and really starting in January. They're discipling. They're going around face-to-face, however they communicated then, telling people about Jesus. Because of that, verse 5 says this, So the churches were strengthened daily. Okay, The churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Which takes us to Acts 6 through 10. Acts 6 says this, They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, They had been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they came to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. By passing or passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas. But during the night, Paul had a vision in which a Macedonian man was standing and pleading with him. Cross over to Macedonia and help us. After he had seen the vision, the Bible tells us, we immediately made efforts to set out for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This morning I want you to think about what verse 9 and 10 really says. Paul had this vision. We're going to talk a little bit more about how this vision came. But the words immediately after he seen the man crying out, come help. I'm in need. Come help us. But one thing I also noticed, and it's my second point this morning, is that Paul didn't go at this alone. So many times as a pastor, I feel like I've got to go alone and out into the, to the wilderness and tell everybody about Jesus. But if you see here, Paul had actually two partners here, but he had partnered with Timothy. And what I loved about their partnership is that they were so close to God. If you read down through those verses, they had an evangelistic plan. But they were so close to God that every move they made was led by the Holy Spirit. They understood this specific word that God had on their hearts. You see, they were traveling around at this time, telling people about Jesus. What he had done for them. Telling people about God and the salvation that's in the blood of Jesus Christ. But he knew after following the Holy Spirit, that this specific word of God was not to go to the people in Asia. And that's really important for us today. You see, because where they were, Asia was actually to the east of them, which would be that way for us, I think, to the east. And I believe God had a plan for the gospel to go west into the Europe, into Europe. And I don't know about you, but thank goodness it happened that way. Because if it didn't, guess what? (laughs) we're probably not having this meeting. 
we had to thank God for that, that he put this on Paul. He gave him this vision to go west so that the gospel could spread to the ends of the earth. So another thing I noticed here as I was going down through here and praying through this message, these men were absolutely on fire with the Holy Spirit. I couldn't help but think about Brother Brad just a little bit. <laughs> I mean, that man, I tell you what, I'm trying to resurface some of what he has. He is on fire for the Lord, and that's the way we all should be every day of our lives. It should be the number one objective to ask them that personal question. That should be all of our attitudes. If you see, they tried to go into these towns, Bethania and Mysia and all this other stuff. You know, I don't know about you, but I have tried things spiritually without praying about it before. And I ask you this morning, how did that turn out for you if you've ever done that? Not so good. You come right back to the place you started and say, okay, God, I'm willing to listen this time. I'm willing to listen. <laughs> I've tried things on my own to do it my own way. But now, God, you know what? I'll let you take control. And here's the point that I'm trying to make. If you're going to go spread the gospel, please be in prayer before. Because God has to actually anoint that meeting between a Christian and a non-Christian. If he's not gone before you and fought your battles for you, okay, the Bible tells us that no man can come to the Father unless the Father does what? Draws him near. You see, you're just going in vain if you've not prayed about it. God will put somebody on your heart, but he also will soften their hearts. God has to open their ears to the gospel. But that doesn't exactly let us off the hook. We should be praying and going, praying and going, okay? Maybe not so much going and praying. Let's do praying, going, praying. That sounds a little bit better. But as I was going through this message this week, I promise you I was saying, God, give me the right words to sound like the elegant speaker, you know? I'm Moses here. I need to be Aaron, whatever. If you really study your Bible, you, you know where I'm going with that. And there's this little voice that hit me that said, it's not you, brother. It's not you. Just tell them what I've already wrote. I give them the instruction. So he said this. He said, people need to know what Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says. For a child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. He says, but don't stop there. These verses just kept popping up as I was praying. Luke 19 says this. He said, people need to know this. <laughs> For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. Hmm. Aren't you glad Jesus came for you? I can't, I can't stand up here and even think about it. We'll have to close this thing down and song will have to come. That or I'm going to click my heels over top of that camera right there. I'm telling you. But people need to know that if they accept Jesus, that the blood of Jesus Christ, there's salvation in that, ain't there, Brother Steve? There's salvation. And that if you accept that, Psalms 103, verse 12 says this, as far as the east is from the west, as far as he's removed our transgressions from us, I am spotless before you today because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So this is where our turn comes. Acts 1-8. I'm sure it's going to be up here on the board, and we should know it by heart. I want you to notice it says you in here, and then it says you again, 
And then it says, you again. So he's charging us with this. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. If you're saved, brother, you've got that power. And you will be my witnesses. Who will be? You will be. You can't get out of that. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. If you've been in a D group, you know that Jerusalem is right here in Rock House. <laughs> Judea is somebody you may work with that you don't talk to all the time. Samaria may be those people that uh, you don't really want to go talk to. My homeland, sometimes I, I struggle to go back. But brother, I'm called to go. In the ends of the earth, you may be going to Brazil. For a little old boy from Middle Fork, that's the ends of the earth, brother. That's as far as it gets. I don't even know what else is out there after that. <laughs> but you know, I often think this, and I have to credit Pastor Tyler for this. I often think this. How did the gospel get to Brian Hubbard? It was going to someone else. It just happened to hit me. Me and Pastor Tyler was riding down the road one day, and we was talking about this. It was actually just a couple nights ago or, or whatever. Uh, we'd met at the parkway to go visit somebody, and uh, I said, Pastor, I just can't believe, brother, that I am saved. And I, I was in tears. I was kind of broken up a little bit, not in tears yet, but that was probably coming. And uh, he said, well, it was on its way to someone else, and he didn't miss a beat. And I thought, all right, I better go tell, because it don't stop at me, does it? It don't stop at you. I'm telling you. Whew. But some things about ministry I have learned, and, and I have to credit him and Tom for this. Things come in seasons. You may not be the, have the word for that person at that right moment at that time. Somebody else may have the word for them. Just like Paul and Timothy, they had a strategy. But when they followed the Holy Spirit and they really started praying about it and that vision came, boom, that strategy changed. They zigged when they should have zagged. And here's the good thing about going to Troas. If you really get into the scripture and some Bible study, it was a city, very popular city. Okay, This city had the Black Sea port, so it had the waterways that was coming in. People uh, could fish, so-and-so. And then it was right in the middle of Europe and Asia. So Paul was surrounded by everything. City on the left, city on the right. And then to go a little further, it was connected by the Roman road system. Now, back then, this is like the interstate, okay? They had the interstate running to this place. Kind of puts you in mind of somewhere like Baltimore, Chicago. There's plenty of lost people. Hey, let's go tell them this is where we should be, right? Makes sense. We'll get the most bang for our buck. Why not go there and preach the gospel to them? But, how many of y'all knows God will throw a, but God had a different plan. Hmm. Just like I thought I had a plan for my life. But God had a different plan. You see, many commentators think that Paul was actually uh, traveling to see Luke because he had some wounds from a few things that Paul had suffered, if you read through the Bible. And, and so he's in the town, and Luke has been there a little bit. He's kind of the doctor of the area, and he knows a little bit about the Macedonian situation. We don't know that. That's just some commentary. But either way, we know that God has formulated this vision. And how did Paul react to this vision is the key. The Bible says he immediately, immediately didn't put it aside. To me, there's no worse feeling 
And sometimes they don't even hit me until I get home. There's no worse feeling than thinking I missed my chance to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. Brother, if you want a conviction on your heart, let one of them opportunities slide. I'm just as guilty. I've let opportunities fly by me. And then it hits me. God wants to use you, Brian. God wants to use you, Paul, Steve, Bodge, going all the way across the room, Mickey. God wants to use you. He didn't just die for him over there. He died for you. He's got a plan for you. He wants you to show the love that was poured out on the cross. <laughs> that love's for everybody. Everybody. There's some who don't know the cross. Pastor Tyler read out of Philippians last week. There's some who are what? Enemies of the cross. But we don't get to decide that. The only thing we get to decide is to spread the gospel. As a matter of fact, Mark 16, 15 says this. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. That's all of creation. Everything that's been created, you've got to go tell about Jesus. My third and final point, and I know I've been a little short this morning. It's going to be a real long close, I'm not going to lie. But it's the third and final point. This is a question posed to me, and I, I thought, what a question. How will they know? How will they know? The people in your Jerusalem, your Samaria, your Judea, how are they going to know? That ought to break our hearts. How will they know that there's been a man come down from heaven to walk on this earth who was spotless, sinless, and died for our sins for no reason other than to love. How will they know? Well, Romans 10, verse 13 through 15 says this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you believe that this morning? Amen. I know. I felt it, as Tom says. I'm here. Verse 14 says, though, how then can they call on him they have not believed in? And how can they believe without hearing about him? And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. Amen. How beautiful are the feet. That's what I want to hear when I go on. But the scary thing about that is if we don't tell, how are they going to know? God's got a plan for you to go talk to somebody. I'm going to go ahead and say this, and this is not a, in my scripture. God laid it on my heart to talk to Brad Pennington about a year and a half ago. And I put him in my little Jerusalem. And I said, we're going to get this one, boys. But we've got to pray. I know what battles Brad's fighting. We've got to pray. He put it on my heart to pray for a guy named Quentin Morgan, who I went to high school with, and we had a lot of good times. Not in the name of the Lord. I prayed for Quentin. Quentin now attends church. He's saved, been baptized. I've not done a good job. Think, it's, not, it's not me, it's him. I've not, a good, not done a good job in my Jerusalem lately. And the old question comes back, how, how's he going to know? That guy you, you've been praying about in your D groups, how's he going to know? Or if he does know about Jesus, how are you going to model it for him? I thought about our legacy, and this is kind of our 
where I'm going to wrap it up. And I thought about our legacy. Everybody wants to leave a legacy. I don't care who you are and how uh, unprideful you are or whatever you want to say. You want to leave a legacy for your children, for your grandchildren. I don't know if we can leave one like Mr. Shepherd is going to leave, but uh, we all want to leave a legacy. Hey, me and Mr. Shepherd, I appreciate all you've done for us. I really do. Everybody in here, you can't dodge that. <laughs> Everybody in here. But I got to thinking about the legacy of John the Baptist, how he could have took credit. If you know the story of John the Baptist, he was the man at that time. He was it. The creme de la creme, the best. But you see, the people in the city of Jerusalem couldn't figure him out. What's he doing? Baptizing people. What's, who is this guy? So he sent people to go ask him, hey, I'm just going to go straight to the horse's mouth. And in John chapter 1, verses 22 and 23, you'll find this. I love his response when he says, well, who are you, John the Baptist? We have to give a response to the ones who sent us. There's going to be somebody going to ask who you are. You say, well, I'm a Christian. Well, why are you a Christian? They said, what should we tell them, those who sent us? <laughs> Amen. He said, brother, I am the one crying out in the wilderness. I am a voice. Make straight the way of the Lord. And that's what I want to be known as. When it's all said and done, I want to be the voice crying in the wilderness to the lost. Make straight the way. Somebody needs to hear the word from you. Somebody needs to hear it from you. And I'm begging you, please, don't let up. I talked to Bob this morning about a guy that him and I know real good. So don't let up. <laughs> He's dodging for a reason. But he can only run so far. Then the road comes. And the Lord's going to be waiting there, just like he was for you and I. So this morning, as we close, and we get our song ready, I, I want you to think about that final point. How will they know if you don't go tell them? How will they know if you don't go show them? I thank God every day for Mike Napier, for Steve Sizemore, for Mac Bentley, for Ray Wilson. For when I didn't know Jesus, they showed me. Paul Sizemore, Ezra, going on, Kyle. Hey, me and Kyle used to probably do a lot of the same things. <laughs> now we do a lot of the same things. Hey, man, Kyle, how about that? Yeah. The love of Christ, brother, is stronger than anything you can have a hold of your life. So this morning, as our song gets ready, huh? if you'll rise to your feet, we'll close. If you don't know Jesus this morning, I pray that today be the day of salvation. That you not let this opportunity go by. You've heard the words. You've heard what God can do. I've called them out by name. The lowest of the low. <laughs> or so we thought. But as the song says, God takes what's broken and makes it whole again. The battle belongs to the Lord. You pray and go, and you go tell. Thanks again for tuning in today. And remember, the greatest decision that you could ever make is to place your faith in Jesus Christ for salvation and begin a personal relationship with Him. Again, thanks for listening. God bless.